Hello, Ryan. <laughs> Hello, Ireland. We're going to get together and record another episode. Uh, it's that time of the week. <laughs> A short episode. Harland Chagrin Falls Grant. Uh, I had one earlier, and I thought about it in the car dropping off the kids, and then I was like, "I'm always gonna, I'm, I'm gonna forget this by the time we get around to recording." McKenna. <laughs> Sorry. Epic. Yeah. What a nickname. Uh, I didn't put the Ryan in front of it. But it doesn't matter. Uh, so you know, there's a. Oh, you gonna? You want to do it? Do it. <laughs> I love the uh, the delay, and we're all like, what are we going to do? All right, um, what's your take on the good life? Well, I don't know. It's The, the acting's pretty good. The directing is kind <laughs> of, sometimes it's, it's there, and sometimes it's not, depending on who's doing the episode. Sure. Wait, <laughs> did you say the, oh, the good life? Life. Oh. Absolutely. I thought you said like, the good the wife. Meaning? Of life. No, what's... Wife. The Good Wife is, is a show. God damn it. I'm sure there's also a movie. Uh, I think there's a movie out... Anyway. Yeah, what's the... Uh, what's your take on The Good Life, dude? Nothing immediately comes to mind. It's not a <laughs> phrase I think about or use. I more often concentrate on how bad life is. Yeah. I think it's... It, when you say it, I get images of... Parthenon's in my head. I th- it sounds like kind of a Greek concept. Back when uh, the world was innocent and pure and people were allowed to wander about in robes and alternate taking baths and thinking, maybe there was more emphasis on a good life or, you know, I kind of think quality of life or... There's questions that arise in my mind about, is there any, is this a universal thing? Is there a good life for humans? Is there some kind of human nature that determines what is, in fact, a good life for anyone with this gene arrangement? Or is it more unique to each person? I more come up with just further questions rather than having any sort of take or opinion on it. I suppose I can give a take to those questions. I figured that there isn't one, that there isn't a good life that applies to all of us, but rather would be major differences amongst us all. Yeah, I I would, well, here's how I, I think about it. People who are heavy into like straight up philosophy, you know, teaching it and whatnot, right? They would be essentially saying something along the lines of, well, the modern vernacular for the good life is a fantasy, you know, where you're basically like the American dream or something like that is this 
abstract fantasy that we would consider the good life. But how do you put real a real good life into practice? Well, Plato and Socrates and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and all of a sudden you have to like go and be a good person and, and you know, do all these civil civilian or, or um, civility or whatever, civil oriented things to, you know, fulfill some community action and sense of community and this, the social quality of life. And it's not just about making your own life good, but about being a good neighbor and all that kind of stuff. While at the same time, you know, having an examined life, like an actual, like, am I, you know, having, like you were just doing, asking lots of questions and not just, you know, uh, chugging the, so bad at pop culture, but whatever it is that they force you to take, the man, you know, you know, the pig slop. Yeah, that's something that bothers me a lot is that I think to whatever extent I would... If you imagine being in high school level class and your English teacher or something says, all right, everybody, you write a little short story or essay that describes some kind of utopian vision of what you think would be the good life for yourself. When I do that kind of activity in my own brain and think about what I wish my life were like or mm -hmm. what I think would constitute a good life, it is in such drastic conflict with my culture with what the man wants from me and all the impositions that I feel from the society and place and time I'm living, it quickly becomes a crushing blow, a burden, that what I think a good life is and what my society wants me to, how they are trying to channel my energies, are very, very disparate. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a, a large percent difference between the two uh, for me as well. And it's, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you're more of a freak than me. And even I can't have the, you know, there's discordance between me and the society. God damn it. I'm so amicable, right? I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I'm charitable. I'm all these things, but still no. But I think you have a really high laughs per minute quotient. If anybody's been charting that, yeah, in I laugh a lot. Listener land, I do. I actually feel the joy of, you know, hearing someone else have something interesting to say. I think that's why I laugh. I don't tend to laugh. Well, maybe I do. Oh, fuck it. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I kind of prefer the fantasy. Because to me, that is way more motivating a factor than the burden of like, well, how am I going to be a just citizen in a just society? And uh, fuck. And that's how, I mean, now, because some old crank from the ancient Greece, you know, wants me to, you know, follow his 12 rules for life. And then I'm living a good life, you know, fuck that. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying, you know, I don't believe in 
community and and being good to one another in terms of being helpful and being somebody people feel they can depend on or whatever. But just the burden of like, well, if you're not doing that, which everyone's going to feel to some extent like they're not doing enough. And that's what I don't like about that whole Greek thing. And so the fantasy seems better because I feel like at least in the fantasy, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm, I'm charting towards this fantasy good life. And if I didn't have that, if I felt the burden of responsibility in every different direction, like responsibility to pay attention to what I think about myself and, and do, you know, and, and I'm, you know, the over-examined life or whatever. And then also just like, well, I got to go and I got to help out society today. I would, that sucks. I'm not saying I don't want to help society, but if that's all I have to motivate me. You want to do it because you feel like doing it. Yeah. I don't want you guys to tell me I need to do it or should do it or I'm bad if I don't. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and if I don't, uh, you know, do it, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hugely influenced by both Korzybskian operationalism and Nietzschean cynicism that whenever I hear good my a lot of different kinds of alarm bells go off you've got the one module in my brain telling me that's a meaningless statement there's no way to <laughs> scientifically measure whether something's good or not and then you've got the Nietzsche over here saying yeah the, whenever someone uses moralistic language like that yeah indeed it is meaningless but it's worse than that it also is them trying to manipulate you by installing software in your brain so to create a conscience inside of you so that you choose to behave in the way they want you to behave because you've got a voice in your head telling you oh that's what is the good life and i need to be a good person and a good citizen and so that it's yeah. a tool of manipulation that is ultimately at base meaningless well i guess the sign or the signal of the manipulation to me would be my frustration because I don't feel like it's ever really quite attainable. And at the same time, it's a total fucking slog. I know my fantasy is not attainable, but it's a fantasy. Fantasies tend to be enjoyable. <laughs> you know, uh, I just think of like the, you know, a Christmas story where, you know, the Ralphie's always thinking of, you know, how he's the hero or, or, or even when he's feeling very sad for himself, like even that sort of a cathartic fantasy process that he goes through, you know, um, I don't know. It just, uh, to me, seems like, I feel like somehow when I think about the, the, what are you doing for society and all that kind of stuff and to improve yourself, you know, rein in your passions, uh, I just I don't know I'm I'm I want to run away. <laughs> uh, yeah. Find the golden mean in all things. So yeah, you're saying that you lean towards preferring an American dream style good life to a Greek eudaimonistic good life, if they're if you're gonna have to have one at all. Yeah, I would definitely think that but you know it's funny i now that you say it that way i'm like well 
I guess, do we have 10? Are, are we almost successful when we've got a bit of both? Because if you're all just in your own little fantasies, you might as well be in the Matrix or fucking brain in a vat or whatever, you know? And it's because all you're doing is just, you know, working towards some weird abstraction that is not going to, you know, come to fruition. Even when you people say, oh, my dreams came true. It's like, well, they probably didn't. You had certain dreams, and then you accomplished something. And I'm guessing that it's totally different than what your dreams were because their people are different, the setting is different, the way in which it all unfolded. But maybe there's some general emulating quality of a goal that you're heading towards, not an imitation of your fantasy, you know. But at the same time, you we need some kind of structures that allow people to have the fantasies you know so this almost feels like a a gradient between authoritarian and libertarian uh values or something like that the fantasy on the libertarian side and the eudaimonia or whatever on the a more authoritarian side or something but i'm wondering if what you your tendency is is to say you want a libertarian basis, but then when you are free to do whatever you want to do, you're saying, well, I'm probably going to choose to be pretty close to what the authoritarian people are are wanting. It's just that I don't want it imposed on me. I want to choose to do it. Yeah. Barring any conversation about free will and determinism. Yes. Yeah, bar that crap. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mm. All kinds of threads are tying together in what you, in your last turn to many past episodes, I think, and some. It reminds me of a future one too. Mm. How you know we're brains in vats already. The the vat is the skull, and we're a brain, and we're connected up to the quote unquote reality to the world through a bunch of transducers that's i mean that the brain in the vat story i think should be taken more seriously and like yeah well that's what we are god damn it that's awesome so yeah we just need to talk about that at some point and that would be the whole theme of how what other people attempt to reference with the term reality is itself virtual already it's constructed in the nervous system but then they call it reality and project it back out i think we talked about that before so that's happening, and then there was something in what you said that reminded me of the Hofstetter-Sander analogy thing, where it's like, well, we call it, I'm going to do the same thing. When someone says, I'm going to pay for my beverage, and then the other person says, yeah, me too, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but they don't mean they're going to do the same thing. Right. And But we make an analogy between the two, and maybe that is in part happening in the way that the American dream and libertarianism connect up with each other, that both under the rubric of the good life, that everybody wants to feel free to construct their own good life, but there's an assumption or a guess that what people will likely choose to do when given that freedom is very tightly analogous to one another 
and then whatever it is that most people under a sort of radical freedom situation, the similarities in between their choices would be one version of how to construct what the good life is for humans. It's like, and you can run the test in some kind of artificial life software program, maybe. <laughs> you guys can all go do whatever you want to do, and then we'll just mathematically average out the most popular selections and then call whatever is above some threshold the similarities we notice that's the good life for these little artificial critters does that make sense yeah no oh, yeah for sure i like that a lot I, now i want to go do that experiment <laughs> <laughs> um yeah nice uh, synthesis there at the end woohoo i really like the idea that we're afraid in a vat already it's, the, it's so amazing to me that some of the simplest turns of thought and ideas can be some of the most profound, you know, at least in the moment now for me, you know, like we're a oh, brain. Oh, good. I'm glad I got you with that one. We are brains in vats. I, the skull. I love that. Yeah. And I just, that's an area that I would definitely want to explore a lot more. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> we're going to talk more about that in a future episode that's right 